0: Hello and welcome to the Social Justice War Room, the podcast that deals with social justice in fiction, reality, and everything in between. Today, my guest is an old friend from the webcomic community. He's done zines as well. He's, you can check out his work on the website, BCH Comics, which includes a lot of things, most notably semi-autobiographical work. Please welcome Blue Raven Hoovener, Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you. So, what keeps you going with this, with comics? You've done a lot of output, and I can say that from experience, it's not easy to do comics, especially to keep doing them.
1: That is definitely true. Uh, Especially the last couple years, it's really... Kind of tested uh, my limits and boundaries um, just because it's so hard to keep the fire going um, when life is so rough and out of the ordinary. But uh, for the most part, for me, it's just been a love of the medium and, you know, telling my stories and getting my work out there. Um, I just uh, actually on the 17th of January, uh, my label BCH Comics celebrated its three-year anniversary. Congratulations! And thank you. And in that time frame of either in print medium, uh, have put out or, or or been a part of uh, 20 some odd publications. Wow. Um, so and just
0: want to keep that going. Yeah. So with zines, it seems like it's a physical medium in an age that's increasingly digital, but now there's also the pandemic kind of crippling the entire world. And how, how has that affected what you've been doing? How have you had to adapt?
1: Well, it's um, it's been interesting because obviously, um, for lack of a better phrasing, uh, there have been a lot of ills that have come with the pandemic, but there have been a lot of really cool things too like when the um the first lockdown happened it was it was like there was just this wave of creativity like everyone i knew uh just got this sudden jolt like i had a friend who was consistently doing like a cooking show on facebook every week i had a bunch of friends who were starting to get into zines hardcore i had people who just like took up hobbies because they suddenly had uh the time to do so and, um, sadly the, you know, those times have come and gone, you know, since everything's been kind of forced back into a normal position, but at the same time though, um, so many conventions, the zine fest, you know, sadly haven't been able to happen in person, but have moved to a very strong online presence. Like it feels like every month there's something major going on, uh, zine fest wise online. And so, of really poured myself into that um and got have been to uh zine fests and conventions that i normally wouldn't be able to, to under normal circumstances like uh last year in may there was swan scene zine fest which is over in the uk and got to do some panels there and it was great it was funny too because um i time zones always trip me up <laughs> So I it hit me like the night before I'm like, oh crap, all this starts at 5 a.m. <laughs> so I had to set an alarm. I was like, all right, cool, I'll make sure I was all ready and everything for uh <laughs> the 5 a.m. panels and everything, but it, it was a lot of fun. And again, stuff I wouldn't normally get to do under normal circumstances. So that in itself has brought um a lot of inspiration.
0: So for was uh, reading through the stuff you have archived on your website, which I'll link to in the comments and thank you how much of what the appeal for you is in the format because i imagine it's different finding it at a library or a local coffee shop or bookstore as a tiny magazine printed by hand versus finding it as a pdf where you just scroll through the whole thing
1: well there's one thing um that I've really loved about... Because the first um, physical publication I did was in 2019 for Confusion, it, uh, it a local convention around here. Um, it was a little zine uh, featuring um, my main character, Jake. It was like a little prequel to issue one of It's Just Another Day. And it also field, featured another um, comic furrier, uh, Ariane Elder. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. And it was... Um, it was very enlightening because I, prior to that, you know, for nine years straight, I had done my web comic. It's just another day. And um, that I'm slowly but surely now, you know, going through, you know, um, revamping and everything, you know, tightening up the art, you know, story, all that stuff. But when you give someone a URL uh, to go to, I find like people almost, they won't say it, but if, seems like it feels like work to them because it's something that they have to go do. Whereas if you give them something physical, you know, like they can just read it right there and check it out or, you know, or it's part of their, you know, swag when they go home from a convention and, you know, they can flip through it. Um, So, yeah. So there's a lot to be said for web media, um, but again, there's also a lot to be said for print media as well.
0: Yeah. And your character, Jake, who, (sighs) I might as well say, of course, he looks a lot like you and there is yeah, a
1: pseudo-self-insert.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he is not you. Like how, how do you differentiate for the for the so that people don't assume that the character is the author and vice versa.
1: Well, with a lot of it, um, I've been very upfront with the fact that, um, everything that happens to Jake in, uh, at least the confines of it's just another day, um, are autobiographical. Like they're actually, you know, things that have happened to me. Um, so like w- once you get past, uh, it's just another day, like things are still semi autobiographical in the, um, the year of reflection, which is. The sequel to Just Another Day that I'm currently uh, working on um, as a webcomic, but for the most part, um, yeah, everything up to that point is, you know, accurate. It's me. And that's one thing uh, that I've been very conscious of in the process, because there's a stigma that comes with. Uh, self-insert characters you know usually like the characters perfect they have no flaws which if you read just another day Jake has many flaws (laughs) and he's growing he's learning he's trying to you know find his place in the world that kind of thing
0: yeah what I've noticed about since just another day is Jake's adolescence and it's it's a slice of life it could happen in reality but when he appears in the zines He can go on different dream adventures. He can meet like witches and magical characters. That's that's pretty cool to have a character who can just switch to any setting. Like, did you have that in mind or did it just work out that way?
1: Um, A little from column A, a little from column B. Because, uh, of course, it's just another day I planned on being, um, like I said, very straight to the point autobiographical but with enough kind of fantastic elements like the daydreams and uh the random like young saint nick side, side stories and stuff like that um to not you know make it uh, a slog to read um but then when then there's like the other side stories and stuff like that um i just kind of do those for fun um, in a lot a lot of ways, I was inspired on that front by Archie Comics, uh, because I, I really got into Archie Comics in like my early 20s. And the thing I loved about them was uh, the improbable realism of them, if that makes any sense. It's like, okay, this could happen, but odds are it's not
0: going to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, definitely the Archie characters have been going through a rena- renaissance of sorts. Right. and. <laughs> Like, I don't imagine going back in time and telling like Don DiCarlo about Riverdale, the show. Right.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh god. I've I've watched that from episode one.
0: (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is with Riverdale, there it's completely insane what they do with the characters, and right. But it also feels incredibly manufactured it's a cw show with oh yeah of course with cast and focus testing so they're the way you'd respond to something like say jake meeting arianne eldar who's a doom witch is right. different from jughead joins a biker gang <laughs> which just feels like there are some people in the writer's room who were playing mad lip when trying to come up with a plot. Right.
1: And when you put it that way too, like with a lot of the Jake side adventures, I do still kind of like to keep it semi grounded, like in the Ariane Elder crossover, um, you know, she's a substitute teacher. So Jake doesn't yeah. know that there's anything off. It's just, you know, okay. She's kind of unusual. But, you know, he just kind of shrugs it off because he grew up around, you know, musicians and bikers. So it's nothing, uh <laughs> nothing too out of the ordinary for him.
0: Yeah. And that's one good thing about your comics and the zines you. you work on that. I see like there's a lot of different voices that go into them and I can't like hit pick an entire tone for, say, the comic series zine, other than the fact that there are people who like doing comics. There's all kinds of different genres and styles to it. And do you think that there is any kind of barrier of entry to zines, or is the lack of that part of the appeal?
1: Uh, Definitely the lack of uh, barriers is part of the appeal. And that's uh, one reason too why i've been so big uh in the, into the zine community the last few years um is because i'm sure there's drama in it there's always drama in you know any sort of group and stuff like that but it doesn't feel like there's nearly as much drama as there is in the comic scene you know you can log on to social media and at least three times a week there's some massive meltdown going on you know, whereas with zines, it seems like it's just a bunch of creative people who just want to do their thing. It's like, all right, cool. I can get behind that.
0: Yeah, I, I fear that if this podcast somehow becomes successful, I'll end up getting bogged down into drama too, because like on leftist YouTube, you see like some kind of he said, she said between popular figures every single day. And it, at least with this, I I try to focus on the guests instead of the point I'm trying to make. But but with zines, we are all human, and yep. you can't entirely avoid that dra- kind of drama. That is true. So when so generally, like who's since I don't haven't made a zine before and a lot whoever's listening may, may or may not know like who's in charge of putting it all together like the editor who actually makes the different material to get from people into a co- collection
1: oh that all depends um, like for uh, for the most part um, on uh, on my end I do uh, I, I do my own zines and put them together. The compilations I've been a part of, uh, it's just been uh, either uh, me submitting uh, when I hear a call out or uh, someone hitting me up and like, oh, hey, you know, I'm doing this, you know, would you like to be part of it? And, it's, um, you know, usually it's, uh, definitely a yes. Like uh, last year's of Listen to Productions did an awesome Halloween zine um and hit me up He's like oh hey uh would you like to do a comic for this and i was absolutely because you know he does great work and um i I definitely wasn't disappointed it was it was a very cool publication and then as far as putting together uh the zines go and stuff like that it's it's relatively easy especially nowadays uh to just do it all yourself because there's really no um well, we're talking about uh, drama stuff like that. There's no gatekeepers, you know, uh, and there's no real uh, boundaries or set limitations. You know, you can make the zine however you want. Uh, any style, like uh, there's the photocopy style zines are still big where, you know, you make everything in the real world uh, and then just Xerox a bunch of copies. Um, the way I do my comics um, for zines, I draw them in real life. Uh, scan them into the computer, do the layout and stuff like that, get that all prepped, run down to Kinko's and print off some copies and then staple them and boom, I've got some zines to hand out. Good. And
0: like you, in your particular area, I know things are, of course, not nearly as active as they might have been on account of the ongoing pandemic. Right. But, But like, where were your favored places to put your zines and meet or like places you might meet people interested in what you're doing or
1: well that's the thing is uh in my area sadly there's not a giant zine community yet i mean it's slowly growing um and again that pandemic creativity has definitely uh, helped attribute to that plus you know everyone has um like an idea or a message or just some like some piece of work they want to get out there. Um, but I would, uh, usually hit like my local uh, conventions. Like I mentioned earlier, Confusion, uh, PenguinCon was another one. Um, I would either, you know, pass out or sell, uh, zines. Um, hitting up coffee shops is pretty cool. Um, a lot of times libraries will have like a free table. You can, you know, slip a few on there too and stuff like that. Just, uh, random places where no they'll be found and uh appreciated
0: yeah that have you been to any libraries lately like since the pandemic because that's simultaneously like one of the last free free public goods we have oh yeah absolutely go and not buy anything and read books as well as the fact that it's a place where a lot of people congregate, so of course, it's going to be a big vector for transmitting the virus,
1: right? But yeah, no, I've um I've still continued to go to my local library. I love it. Um, I'll check out books. They have an awesome movie section, so uh, I've definitely done that. Um, even <laughs> last uh, this past semester at uh, for school, I I filmed a uh, a little like pseudo documentary in one of the um one of the study rooms and everything even, and it was, it was awesome. It was uh, very easy to rent the room and everything. It was nice
0: and clean. You know, so I love the library. <laughs> Always will. Nice. And a question that I don't know if you personally have an answer to this because a lot of us are still figuring this out, but yeah, you mentioned at the beginning of the pandemic, there was a huge boost of creativity, but that was also because, a lot of us were getting like the extra unemployment benefits, which right. in my case, it was twice what I was making. And oh, wow. It for a lot of people, despite being locked down, there was that kind of freedom to just do what they wanted to do. But then of course we're now in the stage of the pandemic where people, they thought things would get better once everyone was vaccinated. and a bunch of people refused to get vaccinated yeah. and but we're now it just seems like we're just go, still going and the help the kind of help's been cut off and we're just expected to go back into the plague so there's so it's bad enough for a lot of people who have to work it a lot and don't really have time for creativity It's worse with the anxiety of getting sick and potentially dying. So, what, so like under those circumstances, I could see zines as kind of a lifeline for people to just have a small bit of creativity without worrying about it being super polished and professional looking. And absolutely how would you reach out to those people who just like want some way to do something that feels like them under a lot of time and stress?
1: It, it um, everything you just said is uh, spot on. And I almost feel like things are much worse now than they were even at the beginning, because there is such a drastic expectation. To just act like things are normal, act like things are normal when they're not. Um, And as far as uh, getting in touch with uh, fellow people who are interested in uh, doing zines and stuff like that, that's one area that social media is actually really good Uh, There's a pretty tight um, and accepting at that. That's the big thing. It's a very accepting uh, community uh, online, like uh, Twitter. Um, I know there's uh, some stuff on Facebook. I don't do Facebook as much, but um, on Twitter and Instagram, uh, pretty much if you throw the hashtag, uh, zine out there, um, you know, people will see it. And if, um, th- you go on, uh, I know on Twitter, um, if you do the little at squiggle and type in zine, there's a bunch of different, uh, zine houses and collectives and, uh, just people who love to talk about zines, make zines. And so th- the resources are always out there
0: yeah and that also speaks to comics enduring survival as a medium because literally anyone who can pick up a pencil can do it yep and that's so that's great but a lot of it doesn't occur to a lot of people who have their preconceived notions about what art is what ma- magazines and zines are what comics are
1: Oh yeah, I always I always tell people not to let those things hold them back. Like you know, like oh, I, I'm not that good at art. Don't let that hold you back. I've seen some stellar stick figure comics, you know, in my day, and it's just um, it's just a matter of uh, just starting the process. You know, like oh, you want to make a comic? Just just <laughs> I know it's it sounds silly and straight to the point, but just do it because. Like, as soon as you get that out there, you'll know right off the bat if um, you genuinely do love it and want to keep going. Um, And on top of that, you'll learn where to go from there. Like, I look back on some of my earliest is just another day stuff and cringe now. And I'm sure I'll look at my stuff from now, like, you know, 10, 15 years from now, and probably cringe at that. I mean, it's kind of the life of being an artist.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's... I have a similar mentality towards what i do and the way i put this forgive my crudeness is kind of like going to the bathroom where (laughs) right after you finish doing it you feel like such incredible relief but then (laughs) you go back and look at what you did and it doesn't looks disgusting but you keep keep doing it because you have to well, having followed your work for
1: some time, I, I do have to say, like, uh, your, your, st- uh, your style has definitely tightened up, but your, your work has always been good, even back in the Ruby Nation days.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And so you, I saw on your website you have an event you're going to in March? Uh, yep, uh, Detroit Zine Fest. Oh, Cool. And yeah, it was supposed to
1: happen in 2020, but then 2020 happens. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. So, anyone who's in the area or plans to go in the area, like, what can they expect at your table?
1: Uh, we'll I'll have um, I'll have comics, I'll have zines. Uh, most of my zines are uh, comic based, uh, but I have some that are um. Uh, that you know take uh, or like art zines i've got um like i'm looking at the one uh nicodemus and matches uh toxic crunch zine which i have included with um the the last album um my dad put out before he passed away um so yeah so i always have uh all, all kinds of stuff like that uh, i'm gonna have more uh, titles at the table i'm hoping to have uh, a greenland rider uh comic done by then uh that'll be a selling at the table um yeah i, I and i have those, odds that, oh good
0: for those who don't know the green Rider was a character in one of blue raven's zines who's kind of like a western gunslinger in a christmas setting his debut issue involved him fighting the krampus so i definitely yep. look forward to seeing him again
1: and uh, he originated from uh, the Nicky and Matches album uh, from back in uh, I believe the late 70s, early 80s. Um, So it, it's very cool to uh, have this character that, you know, I heard so much about in song growing up. Uh, now I'm actually like putting him on paper oh, and nice. everything.
0: Yeah. And we're running out of time, but. Oh. There's one important question I have to ask, and yes. perhaps there's an oversight on my part, but when I was reading the little Jake strip about Jake as a little boy, and yeah. that he had a cat named Oink, who yes. we hear about <laughs> as a tale for another time. Have I missed that tale?
1: Uh No, no, that, that was kind of just a tongue-in-cheek joke. <laughs> so I could I could tell you uh, the significance of it if you want, or if you want, I could of course make it into a comic, and uh, you can read about it later.
0: <laughs> Whichever, but I would love to see the tale of Oink the Cat. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well I'll have to make that into a comic then. Yeah, well, this has been really great. Thank you so much for coming on, and this has been really helpful. So, and thank you for Thanks. having me. It's been great talking with you. Thank. Thank you. Talk talk to you later. Sounds good.